Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. isn't as beautiful as it normally is. Ah, gotta need, I need a lozenge or something. Well, so your from tones the, are still dulcet. What's that? <laughs> what's that? Your tones are still dulcet. <laughs> so I, from the People's Republic of Minnesota, and i got to include Hawaii too now, since we've got Stuart on board. Uh, welcome to In the Closet Objectivist. I am Corey Baum, along with Dr. Megan Ribbons. How are you, Meg? Hey there, Chloe. How are you? Uh, doing fantastic. Aloha, Stuart. Aloha. And and how is the uh, the, the weather today in, in Hawaii? I'm sure it's not as good as Minnesota, but you know what what do you, what say ya? The sun's not out. It's raining season. Oh, okay. Well, it's snowing season here, so uh, and and very extremely cold still. <laughs> So uh, yeah, yeah, not not too good, not too uh, not too good. We got to just got it out for another month or so, anyway. Uh, so uh, we're on a show on randomness. We're going to start out with some housekeeping. Got a few little things to hit up, and then we'll kind of dive into whatever topics uh, we decide to land on. I don't know if Garrett will join us or not, but uh, if he does, that's great. I'll you know I'll throw him on uh, if he wants to call in. Otherwise, if anyone else does, um, I, I don't usually give out the number because, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how, m- how much I want to get into it with other people. But, hey, if you do want to call in, uh, the number here is 516-387-1224. Uh, and you got to press 1 if you want to uh, get in on the conversation. And uh, I will press X if you are uh, a prank caller. So uh, don't, uh, don't bother with that. Uh, housekeeping. Yes, sorry, you have, you have housekeeping. Don't think you're sleeping. Housekeeping. Come back in an hour. Housekeeping, you want towels? Or towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. 
What was that, Meg? Oh, We're I about to get in. It. Like, you have, like, this six cents for, like, big callers. Like, I don't I don't know yeah. what's happening until they, you know, drop yeah. the F-bomb or something. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty – it's actually – yeah, I kind of do, actually, because I kind of – I've always been – pretty good at reading people like to a certain extent like I'm not saying I know everything about a person right away but I could kind of tell but like I knew there was Iran was getting pranked to, to I don't know it was like three weeks ago maybe Stuart you remember when it was like one after the other and you can tell when they get on I just I don't know how it is I guess I don't really know exactly how I know but you can kind of tell by the voice inflection you know what they're trying to do um, and yeah, it's just one of my, I guess, I don't know if it's because, you know, I have a little bit, I'm not saying a vast amount of radio knowledge or anything, but I mean, I did work a little bit in there and I kind of know when people are just trying to fuck around. So yeah, I, I just kind of have a, a sixth sense for those kinds of things. So yeah, but that, you know, that's fine. And I understand it because I used to do it. <laughs> that's probably part of it is because I used to do that too. Uh, so I don't get mad about it, but I just don't want to ruin the flow of the show. And I don't, you know, it's just not entertaining when it happens to you. <laughs> so, so, so just, uh, you know, don't bother. I'll, I'll sniff you out eventually and just hang up. Um, so you get your kicks, but it won't last very long. Uh, okay. Housekeeping. You can find the show on Stitcher, iTunes, and the TuneIn radio app. Uh, and get follow us on blog talk. Uh, blog talk radio. Uh, maybe you're listening now on there and, and just feel, and then what you'll get emailed updates uh, when we go live or when we have shows planned, uh, that'll come right to you. If you click on the follow on blog talk radio, um, no new followers this week, but that's okay. They'll come. Uh, I got a few in Facebook, so that's good. Uh, and then Patreon, we do have a Patreon to help out with some of the bills. You can do that. If you'd like, if you find value, please do so. Patreon.com slash Corey bomb and any amount will do. I think you can only go to adult down to about a dollar, but that, that dollar is very much appreciated. If you happen to, uh, to find some value and you want to help us out, that's great. If not, please stay, stay around and, and listen to the show anyway and catch us on those other uh, platforms. Uh, as long as you're listening, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't expect to become a billionaire from this. I just I want to have fun with it still and, and go from there. So thank you to everybody who has contributed so far. But if it was your uh, time job that wouldn't be the worst thing no it, it certainly wouldn't and i would love to do it and I, I mean i love talking i love talking to you guys i love learning about objectivism i like talking to other objectivists uh, i like just just throwing out uh, you know questions and and, and hearing perspectives uh, uh, that you guys have that have been in this uh philosophy or have been studying it for longer than me and have actually you know been to ocons and you know, written extensively. And so, you know, this here is just such a, 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 a you know, such a great thing for me, it, you know, it, it, to make money on top of being able to talk to you guys and interact with other objectivists is just cherry, you know, that's just a cherry on top, you know, so um, it is what it is. And I just, I, I love doing it. So I'm, I'm just hoping well, that's that. So kind. And, and yeah. I know, but, yeah. Right, and that's why. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I, I sometimes, you know, I, I know when we started this, you know, show, this podcast, whatever, yeah, I just was like, you know, I, I knew you wanted to do it, but I didn't want to like be like a weirdo about it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we should do this. And, but like, you know, um, 
as long as you're for it, you're good with it. And I remember the first couple of times and we would do a show. I'm like, did that suck? Should we not do this anymore? And Meg's like, Oh yeah, it's fun. You know? So, you know, that's, that's fine. Well, yeah, to be so. honest, you've definitely gotten better. I mean, no, I think no so. question about it. I think so. Uh, and I think, you know, doing more of the, you know, more of it, if we had the time, unfortunately, we both have families and jobs and lives. And uh, if we could do a show at, at least another time a week, that would be unbelievable. I mean, that would be just that much more. But uh, we just don't, unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time. So, I mean, I would love to be, you know, 15 years ago, I'd be all, you know, all about it. But, uh, yeah, things, things things happen. But, hey, I love doing what I'm doing, and, and uh, you know, we'll continue to do what we do. And, and maybe in the future, you never know. We can add to it. We'll see. It's always a possibility. So, um, yeah, so, so diving into the show, it's just randomness today, randomness. Um, my news headline is, Elevator objectivism is now an Olympic event. Uh, so you have to uh, you have to ride or you have to elevator ride. You, I'm sorry, you have an elevator ride to uh, uh, to convince your opponent that objectivism is the way they should live. And that's the new event in the Olympics: elevator objectivism. What do you think? That is so cool. Love it. I'm thinking it would have to be it have My, to be a judged event. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. we'll because have a you couldn't air I senior fellows judge it. Yeah, and they could tell the other person that they if they, whatever they say they've been convinced or they haven't been convinced. Because I'm thinking the way that you if you're trying to convince an opponent in, in the elevator ride to, to accept uh, and live by the objectivist epistemology, whatever the objectivist philosophy, you, uh, they could fake it. So you need to have someone say, no, no, you need to have someone in the, you know, a judge, a senior ARI guy, like you said, say, no, no, you were convinced you're going to live that way now. Or, you know, no, you're, you're, you're not ready or something like that. You know what I mean? Whoever has the best argument. Yeah. It's just, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> so, I like it. Thank you. So, um, and headline. My second my news headline is, um, um, let's see, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson um, declares objectivism to be the dominant philosophy in the culture. Who? What was the beginning part of it? Uh, so, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah. So this came about because um, I don't know if you guys are part of the objectives and Q and A Facebook. I am. I saw this the really, saw Yeah, it's sort of this, at least, the spiritual successor to um, Leonard Peikoff's um, podcast, where he would just receive a ton of questions about philosophy right. and how to live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and he would just. So it, it's really. I think there's still that need, um, even though he's yeah. tired and, and doing his own thing now, which, you know, I, he's, he's in his 80s, he's never right to do that. Um, yeah. But, so, in the, one of the questions that was posed, it was, like, when do you think that objectivism will be the dominant philosophy in the culture? And so, I was, I'm so tempted to say something ridiculous, like, oh, uh-huh. next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, what I time is it? You know, 
ideas? Yeah, exactly. What time is it? Um, <laughs> I mean, your ideas take a very long time to... Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> memes aside. Not, not like meme ideas, but like really profound, nuanced ideas. They take a long time to permeate, even through a culture like ours. So. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it is. And if you guys are curious, if anyone's out there that's listening and wants to know this uh, objectivist Q and A on Facebook, um, I don't. Is that a closed group? I don't. I don't know if we're closed or if it's open. I think you have to ask to join. Okay, so right. if you want to just, but but you it can't be a troll. The standards aren't high. Well, here and, and another thing too is, um, it's not debate. It's not. It's not. Um, if you're a troll, you'll get booted. So don't don't be an asshole. You, you, it's just to ask questions uh, from people who are who are either you know really seasoned uh, pro objectivists and like people like me, where I'm just like a newbie kind of beginner and just wanted you know I ask questions that are pretty basic, not real you know. But you know if you want to get a better idea of um, of, of objectivism and how, how to apply it to your own life and stuff, just stuff like that. Um, feel free to, to top in, I guess. I, I don't know if I'm out of line by asking for people to come in, but um, if you're no, at all interested, at all. you know, and then no, remember I mean, we're on. And, and so far it's a really good group. I mean, questions are, a lot of those questions never would have even occurred to me, but when I read them, I'm, I think to myself, hmm, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. And the comments are always, you know, they're they're not um, obstreperous at all. They're they're just they're just thoughtful. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah exactly. I really like it. It is pretty cool. I, I I get to look at it. You know, I, I I get I get so much time for everything that I'm into a day that it's like I have to parse this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I got a I got about a minute I can take a look yeah. at this, first. you know. So yeah, uh, but it's 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 cool, and, and what I'm seeing so far is pretty interesting, and and uh, yeah, definitely cool. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. Stuart, how you doing, buddy? Uh, what do you got for a headline? My headline is genetic engineers create. Miniature dragons. <laughs> now these dragons are they like the uh, the Game of Thrones dragons or are they a little more tame? Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, you, you, no, you, the European European dragon. Okay, I I'm not a dragon expert, so uh, what would be the difference? Oh, Chinese dragons have snake-like bodies. They have, um. They have antelope horns, and they have these long, fleshy catfish whiskers. They have snake-like bodies, and they fly, but they don't have wings. They're lighter than air. European oh. and they're and they're generally generally benign. <clears throat> European dragons are ferocious. They're the ones that have the big bat wings and live in caves, and are more aggressive. But I guess right. if you want them as pets, you know we have to be <clears throat> aggressive fighting bits. We have to domesticate them. But Okay. Well, they're they're dragons, dragons. I'm sure they're pretty docile. But I, I, I mean, think they should be a little ferocious to protect their master. Well, mm. they're they're so they should be like you know sort of the temperament of a domestic cat. But remember, if if they're GMO, 
they could be dangerous. You know, I mean, everybody's afraid of GMO. You know, it's it could be really uh, they could turn on you. They could turn on you. I don't know. Should I be afraid? Yeah, GMO dragons. A theme park full of GMO dragons. Yeah, maybe you know, I should Jeff check. Give these long speeches. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Oh, hey guys, I gotta make. Movie. Hey guys, I gotta make a quick call to the food babe and ask real quick and see what she says. Oh, yeah, she'll she'll inform you that GMO dragons are particularly dangerous because um, they're part yoga mats. The chemical <laughs> found in yoga mats is also yeah. in them. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's not about the amount. It's just the teeniest, tiniest amount will kill you immediately. So, so we're on well, to the... Well, she doesn't have to have an awesome pet, pet dragon. But I certainly well, won't. She, she cannot, yeah, she doesn't have to have one. But then she wants to prevent everybody from getting one because it's GMO and it's scary. So, the food bank. You have to draw the line well, against having part dragons that, ha- that have yoga mat chemicals inside them. That's where you have to draw the line. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. I'll remember I mean, that, I guess. There's a line, and it's right there. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. But anyway, the good news headline, Stuart, uh, I'm I'm on board. You convinced me, buddy. I, I want to quick give another thank you and shout out to Stephen uh, Macklin again because of the Objectivist365.com website. So that's still up and running. Obviously, that's going to be up and running for a while. You did a great job with it. You guys should check it out. Anybody that's mm-hmm. listening, go on there. And what it is is it just it's, it's a series of things you can do throughout the year that are related to objectivism, whether it's a uh, a book or a, a podcast or whatever that you know uh, you can you could take each day. It's three sixty five, and so um, yeah, go ahead complete uh, the challenge. And and he you know it's on uh, our um, well, you could just do ob- objectivist365.com. Otherwise, check it out. Uh, we have a link to it on our um, Facebook page in the Closet Objectivist. And so I just wanted to say thanks again because that was really cool that he did that. And, um, yeah, so thank you again for that, Stephen. I don't know what, I don't know if you guys have checked any yeah, of it out yet, really. Oh, I know Meg oh, kind yeah, of. Oh, it, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if anybody has anything they want to maybe add to it or anything that they have, um, you know, add or I don't know, subtract. I, I wouldn't say subtract, but whatever. You know, if you got an idea that, you know, just let it, let us know. You could do it on uh, Facebook in the closet objectivists or we're all on Twitter. Um, and, and, you know, we can give out the handles, whatever. Mine's just bomb underscore Corey. And, and uh, but, yeah, you know, the website uh, itself has a blog where you can add suggestions, you know, like, you know, we're always looking for suggestions, like, you know, quick, free ways. I mean, I know I mentioned this before, but I think it bears repeating. I mean, the, the genesis of it was that, you know, I, I really want to promote objectives in the culture. I mean, so, right. you know, here's my predicament that, you know, now that I have Gracie, like, I have, you know, exponentially <clears throat> more reasons to want to see objectives in the culture, not just for me my edification, but for hers, um, but having a tiny child um, means that I am, I have scarcer resources for everything else, including for one of the objectives. So I, I made yeah. up this list of things 
one can do for free to kind of, you know, capitalize on energy where there's not commensurate funds. Um, so if you're in a similar predicament, <laughs> you have my heartfelt yeah. sympathy. <laughs> and I think Stephen yeah. is, um, I, I, I know there are, you know, students who are in the same same kind of situation, so. Yeah, you know what, the, the, the value, mm -hmm. though, is, the, the you know, for, for younger kids uh, and, and younger adults, whatever, kids, I, I don't, I look at it as if I give you, uh, I, I don't mind supporting someone financially or, or, or you know, pr buying a book or, or whatever for somebody or that, you know, that's, if they're promoting the values which are important to me, then that's a trade. You know, I, I'm, if, if I give you money mm -hmm. to promote ide ideas and values that, that are very high up on my hierarchy, which if I wish I could say that, but <laughs> that are high up on my hierarchy of values, then I have no problem with that. So, you know, uh, you know, some people, like I said, these, these on the 365 website, it's all things that are free. I believe it's all free or maybe very little uh, in the way of any, any sort of cost. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you find it, uh, go for it. And, you know, if I can help out in any way, I, I certainly will as well. So, yeah, I just want to, I just want to yeah. see more in the culture. So one of, one of the Q and a questions was, I'm just kind of paraphrasing was something about, you know, does it get, are you ever disheartened or you, you feel like you're, you know, uh, 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 you know, that you're gonna that we're losing so badly. What was the you know? Do you remember this question, Meg? Was uh, earlier today? Was do, do you feel? Yeah, I think I missed you know, it. Yeah, or something like. Do you feel like disheartened or you know, kind of because you know, objectivism is so, you know so small and like you ever get disappointed and stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, hell no. I said no. I don't get disappointed. I know. I know. I know. I'm right. I know. I'm. I know I know I'm on the right side of things, and that to me is that that's the biggest part is that I know that this is the way that if everybody lived by this philosophy, the world would be exponentially better. Not just that we would be, all be getting along, singing kumbaya and, and holding hands. We would have differences, but as long as we had that philosophy of you know of reason being you know the standard and, and, and that reason, purpose, self-esteem, if, if those were the things that guided everybody using your own mind, you know, it, the culture would be way better off. We, you know, exponentially a hundred times, we'd be, we'd be so far ahead of the curve. So right now I just got to take what I can. And that is that I know it's good for me and I know it's good for everybody, even though they may not agree or know it, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Um, Stuart, what do you, what do you think well, about that, objectivism, Stuart? Objectivism is growing in influence. Even even in academia, I mean, there's still a lot of closed-mindedness towards objectivism in academia. If you still mention Ayn Rand's name to many professors, they'll just clutch their pearls and give this long yeah. tirade. But even in academia, this influence is growing. I mean, just 15 years ago, just 15, you just look how things were 15 years ago and compare it to now. There's huge improvement I mean, there's the Black, Basil Blackwell uh, companion to Ayn Rand. You have um, you have major university. I think it's Cambridge University Press. I think that published Ayn Rand's Normative Ethics by um, Tara Smith. 
you know, there's lots of act, growing academic interest in Ayn Rand. I mean, it's getting more and more difficult for them to try and marginalize Ayn Rand and say she was not a real philosopher. I mean, just recently I saw, you know, an essay from thebigthink.com trying to deny she's a philosopher and say, well, Robert Nozick refuted her. But yeah. those things, that's, but that's becoming, that's going by the wayside. I mean, Stanford University's online, online, um, Encyclopedia of Philosophy has an entry on Ayn Rand. So we're making headway. Yeah. Probably slower, I mean, you know, slower than we would like, but still, progress is still occurring. Yeah, especially, you know, when you consider, you know, yeah, Atlas was finished, what, 1959. And uh, so it's had that, this long, what, 50-some years, you know, of being there, just being there. And it's like, when I read, like I'm reading Atlas again now. You guys know I've, I know I talked about this, but so I'm reading it again and for the third time, and I'm picking up stuff, and I'm like, my God, man, what, what is going on? <laughs> why the fuck? Why is this not? I keep it's been so long, and it's so relevant, right? And and it's just it's relevant to today and what's going on. And you could say, what if we would have heated this stuff? in the fifties or the sixties when it was, and when, when she was still alive and you could, you know, talk to her, you know, go see lectures, you know, whatever. And so it's been that long and it's like, we're still just like, like Iran just has a sliver of an audience. It's like, he should be huge. So I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating, but I don't, when I say it's kind of frustrating, to answer that lady's question in an objectivist Q and a, I mean, it's frustrating, not for me personally, because I know how to, I, I, I'm comfortable living it. I'm comfortable. I don't think I know it all. I know I don't know it all, but I'm comfortable with what I know to the point that I know that this is the way for me to go. But what it is, what's frustrating and what I can see is that, well, I'll try to communicate it. And it's harder for me because I don't know it as well as you guys do and as some other people do. So it's harder for me to communicate it. So that can be a little bit of a frustration, but that's just on me to just learn and bone up and get, get ahead of it a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your own book actually had a, um, a talk. It was a couple of Ocons ago about, you know, sort of what can one do. And it amounted to four things. And I think all four of these things are important, and that's why he mentioned them. And one is just to live well. Do you know what I mean? To be an example of, you know, of what objectivism can do for one's life. And the other is to, you know, keep learning more about objectivism for your own benefit. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, we, you know, the three of us definitely definitely do what we, you know, the best we can to do that. Um, you know, the, the third thing is to, you know, do objectives in 365, right? I mean, he just mentioned it because it was not an idea at that point. So, like, to, to share things um, with people who you think might be receptive to an idea. So, you know, like, in objectives 365, I've got a thing where, like, if you know someone is... Um, quote unquote pro choice, maybe share with them Keith Lockage's YouTube video on um where he like takes on um Ayn Rand's position on I think it was 
oh, gosh, I should go back and watch it again because it was really good. And, you know, it, it was talking about how Iran is, you know, you know, you sort of see her as pro-choice, anti-environmentalism, and there was one other thing he mentioned. And, and like, it's hard, it's, it's hard to find anyone who fits all three of those positions, you know. But he's not an eclectic. He's very consistent. So, you know, while you, while the pro-trace person probably is a real receptive to the anti-environmentalism, um, it's a way to kind of, you know, get them interested in controversial ideas by appealing to um, ideas that they, you know, <coughs> that they cherish. Um, mm -hmm. And then the, the fourth thing that um, your own book was talking about, you know, so it's, you know, live well, learn more, um, share, do these three things to promote, you know, objectivism, um, I don't know, diffusion through the culture, and then, you know, spend money <laughs> to be some yeah. you can, and for some of us, it's really not a lot, um, you know, and, and, and he's not wrong, right? I mean, as, as much as I like retweeting, um, you know, ARI's um, intellectual tweets and stuff like that. I mean, I am not a philosopher. It is not my, you know, I'm not a paid um, ARI scholar. I, I cannot synthesize these ideas as well as they can because it's not my job. No. You know, my job is right. very, you know, I'm going to focus on my job. Um, uh -huh. So I, you know, if I want these ideas to permeate to the culture, I, I have to pay the people who do the best job at doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great point because I am the type that I want to do both <laughs> because one, I do like to talk, okay, even though sometimes I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. I like to try to eventually get there. <laughs> so, like, I, I like to talk, but I also like to and, support and these people. These ideas need to be verbalized. I think what you're doing is absolutely right. I mean, it's okay to not be omniscient, you know what I mean, and to not be an objectivist scholar. So talk these ideas through, and, you know, I think there's real yeah. value to, to verbalizing even the things with which you struggle. Yeah, exactly. And I just um, – so so I do some donating, uh, you know, uh, I just – I donate, I think, to Iran is, is about it right now, but um, I think I, I've, I have donated to ARI just a one-time donation, but um, – so, but, but, you know, it's just, I, I want to have kind of both because I like to talk about things and li like, like you said, Mike, I appreciate that. I mean, I just, I kind of like to just hash things out with somebody else. That's kind of part of the reason I like doing the podcast is so we can talk and we can, I mean, we don't have to have this to talk, but I'm just saying it's, it's just more enjoyable for me to talk with you guys uh, on this kind of a medium where, we can maybe get some feedback occasionally. We have a little bit of it. We have a group and yeah, whatever on Facebook and we get what we get. And, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great to just, you know, um, hash things out with people and, 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 uh, and, and kind of go from there. I, I found uh, that, that, uh, objectivist Q and a question that I, we were, I was referring to and it's, has anyone found it sometimes frustrating to be an objectivist? That was the question. I think I got around to it, but, that was mm -hmm. what the exact question was. And I, and I said, heck no, but 
you know, the frustrating, again, the frustrating part for me is just communicating those ideas to people. And that's the only thing really frustrating about is, you know, I may not be articulating it right too at times. So I need to know when I can be an expert and when I need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, um, and uh, I was thinking about what you were saying about like, you know, well, what both of you are saying is that, you know, like these ideas are gaining more traction in the culture, but we're, we're, how do I say this? You know, we're, we're, we're trying to pump the brakes on, on something that's feeding, that's accelerating towards a cliff. You know what yeah. I mean? So the first thing we yeah. need to do is, is yeah. stop the acceleration and then stop yeah. the velocity and then turn around. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's, it's we, if I may mix metaphors for a minute, we really are fighting an uphill battle. And and you know, having read Leonard Peacock's Dim Hypothesis, he concludes by saying, "Look, it's not super likely that objectivism will permeate the culture enough to prevent a a collapse into um, a religious." totalitarian world. And I don't think he's like, I don't think he's being melodramatic. You know what I mean? I mean, I I know when I read it, I thought to myself, well, is it possible that, you know, it'll just be a very gradual decline and then eventually we'll we'll convince enough people and then we'll reverse and we'll we'll grow exponentially. Um, But I think I think the reason he's predicting not just like a steady decline, but like a precipitous, you know, plummet is because, mm-hmm. you know, at some point there is a bright line, right? You know, we can have a government that has more controls and, you know, ha- you know, forces students to, you know, learn anti-reason and not be able to see these ideas for the garbage they are. Um, right. <clears throat> but, but the moment they, and I know um, ARI scholars have talked about this a lot, the moment they say these ideas are banned, the moment they they do away with free speech, even, even one, even yeah. with one idea, it's, it's I mean, that's the moment we've, we've crossed over the cliff. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. That, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's being at all hyperbolic to say that, like, things will decline exponentially at that point. That's, that's really the, the turning point. So, it's a I mean, there is a really a, a, a desperate need to prevent us from reaching that. Right. The thing that, that I, I haven't read dim, I do have it. Um, there's some other things I want to get to before I get it. That's a pretty chewy uh, uh, book, um, but I will, I will mm-hmm. get to it, but I can, I can see what he means for the most part with, here's the thing. <clears throat> when your belief or when your basis for being is uh, based on uh, uh, 
something that will happen that you think will happen after you die and that, you know, everything leads up to that, uh, to that moment. And and this is just for this world. It it is what it is. And yeah, we'll be, I can be upset with the way things are going, but you know what? It's going to be better here. As long as you hold that, you can't, if you hold that to its logical extent, like you, that's, you can't, you can't rid yourself of that. It's it's only a logical step. It's not it's not very long. There's not very many leaps to take to get you to uh, to annihilate the world in, in a sense. Um, to just to, to, because it's not about this world. It, 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 unless you get to see, unless you see the reason the reason or back off of that 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 idea. It, it, it will. It has to. It has to go that way. There's no other way it can go. Because if that's your if that's your standard, is what happens after you die? You're going to heaven or wherever. If that standard is, it's not about this world. It's about the next world. You cannot. We'll never win. You know, we'll never beat that. And tell people we got to get people to see reason. So that 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 dim hypothesis doesn't surprise me at all that that's the way it would go. Because like I said, how can you, if that's your standard, you're not going to back away from it. What? It's pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty obvious, isn't it? I mean, maybe I'm being super, maybe I'm being uh, hyperbolic. I don't know. Or, or something, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just what you said just reminds me. And again, I think I've mentioned, but I also think there's a feeling Something Harry Benjamin said in one of his lectures, and I honestly can't remember what set of lectures it was. Um, it might have had to do with it. it might have been the three well will lectures. He said, "Yeah, I read. You know, he 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 actually heard Ayn Rand when he was an undergraduate at MIT, and so he was just so impressed. And and as soon as he started reading Ayn Rand, he thought these ideas so clear." Now that I've read them and understood them, they seem obvious. Like, objectively, he's going to win in five years. And, you know, he's saying this decades later and, and continues by saying, I was wrong. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's obvious. But he, he, he said why he, he was mistaken. It's not, you know, if, if the only issue was that people cared about ideas, that principles mattered and mattered to one's life. And that was just a matter of convincing them of the right principles. People still had a hell of a job, right? Yeah. Promoting objectivism. But it's infinitely worse than that. Or at least exponentially worse than that. Because most people today think that theory and practice have nothing to do with each other. That ideas and action are completely disassociated. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Even I know exactly what you mean. Even that these ideas are, are theoretically sound and practical, they would just, they would be like, oh, okay. And they would go about their lives the exact same way. Yeah. It, it, I, uh, you can lead people all the way and they'll say, yep, you're right. Yep, you're right. Yep, you're right. Yep, you're right. And then, you get to the, the okay. So now that you know, 
you have to discard you have to discard that uh, you know just now it's time to let go and and now you have to now you have to you know but yeah, it's you you get them there you, you can get them there but that just there's a there it's so indoctrinated it's so indoctrinated that uh it's tough i mean to to let go and it, you say yeah that's a great idea or that's a bad idea but uh you know, one or the other, but they won't take it either. They won't take the bad idea seriously. They won't take the good idea seriously. And, but you have to, if you have a, if there's a bad idea, like, you know, um, uh, uh, socialism, which is a terrible idea, but people still kind of, well, it sounds kind of nice and maybe we'll go with it. Maybe we won't. And, you know, but they don't, you know, you can point to them about the, the reason it's wrong. And you can say, look at all these countries and Venezuela and all, but, they won't tie that together and it's they have these floating they just float they have these floating abstractions uh, that they don't tie the ideas down to the root is what i'm you know is what i think to a, to an extent they you know yeah you know jesus didn't come back from the dead no no man can come back from the dead but hey you know i got to do what he says you know what i mean like that kind of stuff you know so i don't know well, that sounds it's, like Jordan Pearson. Yeah, I mean, Pierce I mean, doesn't believe any of that. He doesn't take any of it literally. He doesn't believe any of that. But he says you have to act, pretend that you do believe in that, or else there's just chaos. Just yeah, chaos. He's, he's doing the, uh, what's the, um, oh, crap. Um, there's a name for it. There's a name for the hedging of the, you know. Uh, uh, Pascal's uh, wager. Oh, yeah. Pascal's wager. But I mean, he's sort of a, he has a secular yeah. version of Pascal's wager because Pascal is trying to talk about the afterlife. He says you should act as if you believe in all of that because if it's true, you get rewarded in the afterlife. But the impression I get from Jordan Pearson is he, is he doesn't really believe in an afterlife. He's saying yeah. you have to act as if you believe all of that here on Earth because if you don't, there will just be chaos. Yeah, there's you know, there's no morality, I guess. He doesn't believe in natural law. He doesn't understand that. Well, I shouldn't say he doesn't understand, but he talks as if there aren't principles in nature. Nature has no principles. It's just randomness. And not the good kind that, yeah. Not yeah, the good kind that we're doing right now. But, but there's just randomness well, in real it's life. It's frustrating because, like, this is not, you know, again, it's clear that. that Jordan Peterson is an excellent example of how most people are not taught, you know, like when when the evidence forces you to abandon your initial conclusion, right? I mean, yeah. if you meet one person who is an atheist and doesn't um, follow any religious tendency and is not... Um, you know, letting blood in the streets and having like you know bestial orgies, then you have to you have to at least say, okay, maybe the premise that you know the only thing standing between me and 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 becoming a rapist or a murderer is is lip service to this religion, right? Yeah. I mean, one person is, should be sufficient counter evidence for you to at least pause. But ten people, you, you have to just start over. You know what I mean? You have to, you're, you're 
premise was mistaken, and that's fine. Goodness knows that has happened to me in the lab a bajillion times. Yeah, I've been <laughs> wrong all the time. Heartlessly abandoned that, you know, say, that hypothesis was wrong. Try again. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not a well, like flaw. What, it's, it's nothing wrong with what you, what you've done or not done. But, you know, it is a character flaw if you just ignore evidence, right? If, if you don't use proper standards of evidence when drawing your well, you know that I like what Penn Gillette says about this. He says, I'm constantly told, well, he says in his raspy voice, I'm constantly told that if I don't believe in God, I will rape and murder as much as I want. Well, guess what? I don't believe in God, and I do rape and murder as much as I want, which is not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Penn. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's just it. I mean, that and that's because people um, don't they don't they don't have another way to think about not doing those things, and it has to be, you know, you know, it's just being taught when you're a little kid about it, and and, and you go to church and all this, and you just that's what it is. And even if it's, you know, the ends justify the means. Okay, yeah, maybe there's no heaven or what, but it's keeping him Johnny here in line. So we'll just go with it. It's easier just to go with it and not really explain things and base things in reality and and why you have to, you know, you have to be a certain way in order to live and you have to do things a certain way in order to live in order to, you know, fully achieve happiness. Uh, It's just easier. It's just easier. It's like I said, I've said it before. It's like fast food. You know, you just religion's fast food. You just need a hamburger, hungry, get a hamburger. Boom. You need people need they need a philosophy. They have to have it. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're screwed. You know, they won't know what to do. So, and that's just easy. It's just don't, thou shalt not kill and steal. And, and it's just easy. And you pay a couple bucks, you know, a couple bucks to the church on Sundays. And that's it. You say a couple prayers and you're done. So, but it's easy. And then, but then when you, when it's challenged with reason and, and, and logic, uh, it, it, it's so, it, and it depends on how old you are as well. The older you are, you it's forget about it. But you know, unless you're open to hey, maybe I'm wrong here. Let's investigate. You know, let's think about this. And you know, if you can if you can crack that nut, I mean, that's the first thing there. You open up your mind and you say, well, is this really the way I should think about things? And you know, that's the beginning if you can get someone to, to go there. So yeah, I, I think I might have went out. I think yeah. I think there's a big problem in child rearing. When parents say to their kids, "Because I said so," yeah, I, yeah, I think you have to do better than that. You have to do better than that because there won't always yes. be some patriarch. When you're in a, when your kids are adults, there won't be some patriarchal figure to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. Because I said so, and it's actually good that there isn't a big patriarchal figure telling them what to do because I said so. You'd be more. You should, you should be worried about anyone who does say, you know, do do what I want because I said so. So I I think I think people should realize that when they're rearing their children they need to they need something better than because I said so instead to talk about consequence of reality yeah, is not not the patriarch reality and reality no one can escape from the consequences of his or her own choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a difficult thing, right? Like you know when there's oncoming traffic, that's not the time to explain to a child why they have to hold your hand. 
you know, a very small child. Yeah, I think that explanation would be forthcoming at some time, but, like, there's an appropriate time and there's a definitely inappropriate time. And that's not always obvious, you know, at least for me, it's not obvious when those times are. You know, I'm very, you know, at work I'm very comfortable saying, I don't know this. You know what I mean? It's my job. We start out with things I don't know and figure them out. So at home, yeah. it's the same thing. You know, Grace will ask me something. I won't always know the answer. And I, you know, yeah. I, I just, I've been trained that, like, the asking is not the solution to that problem. Um, so I'll say, well, let's find out. Or, you know what I mean? Like, let's come back to yeah. this later. You know, and, um, yeah, and sometimes it's okay to, you know, like if, if you've got like a, a very inquisitive two-year-old who's like, why, 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 why? I and mean, you want yeah. to answer their questions. Sometimes <laughs> the thing to do is say, why do you ask? You right. know what I mean? It, it's always helpful to ask that just so like you're sure that you're answering the question they're actually, you know, addressing the thing they actually want to know. And sometimes, you know, it's like, I would love to answer that question right now, but you know what? I'm super busy and I just I just can't get to it right now. Let's table it. I mean, yeah. I think all of these things are appropriate in a certain context. So, you know, I have the greatest sympathy for parents who are tempted to say because I said so. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it is tempting. It's it's a hard, hard job. Um yeah. and and very highly contextual. And I'll and tell you what, Megan, I very non obvious. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I'll, I'll say this. Uh, ever since I became a parent, <clears throat> even before I considered myself an objectivist, or it was, you know, in the philosophy or thought of, thought of myself that way, I never told my kids because I said so. I always, th- there was just something inherent. It just it rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad that I I never did say that. Um, the one thing that I did make some mistakes on was was the whole sharing. Uh, that that part of it was I should have been a little more like hey, and I I do say that now with my my younger daughter who is still kind of like you know got a lot of toys and a lot of friends, and I'm like look, I caught her like you know giving her friend a toy, and I said why did you do that? And she's like well because she needed. I'm like she wanted it, and I'm like you first of all those are your toys. Um, second, you know, you, you know, it, it, it just because you have something that someone else doesn't have, doesn't mean that they can have it. Um, she, she's, she's just, you know, she's the one of those kids. Early church fathers said, the early church fathers <laughs> said, yes, if if you have stuff and I don't, that means you stole it from me. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're defying the early church fathers. How could you? I know, I know. I know. I'm trying to disabuse her of that. Um, I, thank God we never, I never, we never took him to church or anything like that. We never got, <laughs> I mean, but, and, but yeah. So anyway, I just, I, I make sure, and, and my oldest one, you know, she's not, she doesn't have a lot of friends just at school, not anybody that she comes over and hangs out. But, you know, so my, my youngest is still like, she just wants people to be happy. And, you know, so, but I'm like, you know, just so you understand, you know, just because, Someone says, "Hey, I don't have that toy." Oh, here, here, just you can have. No, you, can't, you can't. That's your toy. I, you know, in all likelihood, your mother or I bought it for you. We don't want you to give it away anyway. So, uh, but it's yours, and you, you know, 
it's for you to have and not for someone else to have kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting dilemma as they get older. Um, I think my, my oldest is, I worry about the same thing with Grace because she's so empathic, right? I think other people's feelings are, are very loud her and and I worry that they'll be loud to the point of being intrusive and empathic people tend to you know have this tendency towards codependency where they want to try to fix other people's emotions you know what I mean because it is so loud and intrusive like it's comforting to them when others are happy um, because then the loud intrusive emotions at least aren't you know, are, are good emotions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that it's not, it's not your daughter's job to fix other people's emotions. It's not Gracie's job to fix other people's emotions. Um, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's so yeah. sweet that they, that they are so caring and so thoughtful and so empathic for boundaries. You know, here's here's the thing. I, I just kind of thought of this. <clears throat> I've noticed lately that the nicer you are and the more you give, obviously, the, the more you give of yourself, the more popular you're going to be. So ki- a lot of kids, like, will like you because, you know, you give them stuff. And, you know, adults, too, are like that. And I'll, so, you know, and it's all just based on ma- the, the mis- materialistic things that you give them. And then, you know, they uh, – so they love you because you give them a bunch of stuff. And like, like my oldest daughter, she's not like that. She doesn't, you know, she she doesn't give stuff. She doesn't, and and she doesn't have as many friends. And I I think there's some correlation there because I think that people, you know, just are conditioned with this altruism in their, in their minds that, you know, if you're not given, then you're not a nice person. And so I'm not going to be your friend or I'm not going to be as close to you uh, if you're not, you know, so I, I worry about the popularity. Okay. So yeah, it's, you know, I guess it's okay if you're popular in school, but why are you popular? Is it because you're giving people stuff? You're, you know, you know, is it just, are are you just, is it a win-win relationship on, on with every one of your friends at school or what? So I worry about that because yeah, I don't want them, you know, being taken advantage of. I want them to think for themselves and I want them to do for themselves and not be ashamed or afraid to do that. So I, you know, But Megan, Megan, earlier you said you're not a philosopher, but you're a scientist, so you are a natural philosopher. (laughs) Well, there's a, I mean, I'm good at math, but I never wanted to be a mathematician because it was just a little too removed from the concrete. You know, I I like to be at the bench. I like to have my hands very... um, you know, I love looking at data because then I can integrate the concrete um, into an abstraction and, and tell myself a story that that helps me make sense of the world. Um, but you know what I mean? There's philosophy and mathematics are both a little bit more abstract than I I want to get. You know what I mean? Like not as my job. 
you know, I want well, my dog to include the actual sturdy, stinky concrete. But, but, tie, but, tie, but tying, tying the abstract and the concrete together is philosophy. That's what Aristotle did. Yeah, and, yeah, no, and, and, you know, he was also a biologist, which I think is just so incredibly cool. But, um, you know, philosophy involves law and politics and um, um, morality. And these stuff, this stuff is important, but it's not, you know, it's not growing stinky microbes. <laughs> Maybe philosophy is a very specialized, specialized, you know, divine different disciplines. Like some are experts on epistemology, some are ethicists. So may, maybe studying microbes is your branch of philosophy. Maybe. I think you might be giving me too much credit, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can never give me too much. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. You gotta love your gut job. Although I don't know if I necessarily love mine, but whatever, <laughs> it's fine. It does the it does the job, I guess, for me, and uh, I'm pretty. Well, and, and I, you, know, I, you know, even if even if your job is your second greatest passion, instead of and you just can't make money on your first, right? Like there's something just so incredibly edifying, like knowing that everything you, all the material things with which you surround yourself. Um, and the fact that you've that you've done right by your family, both materially and spiritually, like that's an irreplaceable feeling, you know. Like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. By doing right for yourself, you are doing right for your family, you know. At the end of the day, um, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know. So maybe your your the job that like puts food on the table isn't. Is it your highest passion? Maybe it's mountain climbing. I don't know. Whatever. Um, right. You can't really make money off of mountain climbing. Um, <laughs> no, I you know, couldn't make any money. still like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe what you're doing is not the most glamorous job, but damn, it feels good to know that your that your family is taken care of by you. You know what I mean? That, yep. That your hard work um, won them. A good life, you know. I mean, whether or not yeah. they have a Ferrari is a nice thing, you know. Right, right, right. You know, I was, I, I had this, this, uh, my aunt on Facebook, uh, really upset me, and I'm going to tell you guys how. we she brought up this, someone had posted about equality. Uh, just the, uh, it was just a, a thing about equality, like you know, whatever. I'm not that, that isn't even that's not the thing. But she chimes in and says about how you know um, it's important that everybody uh, that everybody's equal and that um, you know uh, you know women uh, you know have made far less than men. You know the usual stuff, right? We all know the usual stuff. And she says this, she's okay. Now she's been married to my, now she's not blood related. And my uncle's not even blood related because it's a step, you know, family. <clears throat> so, but she's been married to my uncle for, well, I'd say 35 years. And this is something that I, I was so blown back by. I had to say something to her. She said, she said this, <clears throat> um, she, first of all, she works in public schools. 
and the my uncle, he's a he's a um, he he was he's retired now, but he's a, um, a, a like an engineer. Okay, made a lot of money, did real well <clears throat> for himself. And uh, she says, you know, uh, I, I was talking, you know, um, she's like, you know, all my life with with your uncle, I uh, made far less than him. And it always made me like, it, it made me, you know, uh, kind of wonder why. And, you know, it's not fair. You know, why does he make why is he making so much more than, you know, he's an engineer. I'm, you know, I work in the school public school system and, you know, that's not fair. And, you know, it's, it's always been kind of a, a problem. And I said, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't say, fu- I didn't say this. I didn't say fucking kidding me, but I said, you are telling me that you're, you're, you've had a great life with, with, you know, uh, my uncle, I'm not going to name names, but, You've had a great uh, because of his hard work and his productivity. He's made for him. They got a really nice house and every you know, great you know. Always have 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 two other uh, cabins and you know their kids are all set up. We all went through college out. All I said his productivity uh, uh, provided all this for you and and your family, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me that. That that's not fair. Uh, I said you get paid what you're worth. Okay, first of all, in the, in the private sector and in the, in the private markets. But you're not not only that. I said, but you're being. This is kind of petty of you. You're actually. I can't believe this. You're, you're being envious. I said. I said that's wrong, and I feel bad for you. If that's what you're 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 you're, you're envious of your husband. I I I can't fucking believe that. It's like. How do you feel about you? Do you hate your husband? I just wanted to ask her that, but I didn't. But I said, uh, what kind I didn't of want to know the answer. Yeah. I, 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 oh, you know, your uncle and, and me, we've had, you know, uh, you know, he's always made so much more than me. And I've always kind of been like, oh, what's, why is this? Why is, I'm like, you sound so envious right now. I never knew that about her. This is the first time. I mean, she, it blew me away. And uh, that uh, I said, she's a hater and she's, I, she's envious and she's a hater of her own husband who has provided a, a hell of a life for them. And I, I couldn't believe it. So I did interject and I think she might've unfriended me, but what the <laughs> fuck, man? I, 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 that's, that's what I was talking about when I'm like, I never would have thought about that had I not started objectivism, had I not started uh, uh, reading Ayn and, and listening to Iran. I wouldn't have even have thought, you know what I'm saying? I, I would have thought, well, that's kind of weird, but I wouldn't have thought it. She's fucking evil, man. That is evil. Oh, well, uh, well, I guess objectivism did corrupt you. Reading Ayn yeah. did corrupt you. You have been all, you have been all benign and wonderful, uh, wonderful but then you read Ayn Rand, and now you're upsetting your aunt. Oh, yo, fuck! I don't, I don't care. Fuck that. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be. That's what she said is not something that I could let go. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. If you put out something like that, that, that's pure evil. And she might not look at it that way. She probably was thinking, oh, I just want everybody. No. That's what we're talking about with ideas, guys. That's what we're talking about, is ideas that, you know, 
it, that you won't you won't see the, you won't see this unless you study Ayn Rand too. The envy I wouldn't have thought envy was so evil until I started you know uh, reading Ayn Rand and reading studying objectivism and seeing you know, how poisonous it is. Well, you know that's weird because I, I learned about that from my mother before I read Ayn Rand, but maybe the, there was indirect Ayn Rand influence there somewhere. Since as I told you, as I told you, you know my parents were reading Ayn Rand, you know before I was born. But um, maybe your aunt will do worse than unfriend you on Facebook. Maybe she, wait, what she unnephews you, she unnephews <laughs> you. Yeah. But yeah, that's but here's fine. my here's my story. So you know, back in the back in the you know, long years ago, there was this Disney show called DuckTales where, you know, Scrooge McDuck is the hero and he's an yeah. Indiana Jones adventurer. This is before the horrid, horrid reboot where all the drawing, all, all, all the drawing fell is just terrible. But so yeah. this is the original DuckTales. And one episode, you know, there's this villainous counterpart to Scrooge McDuck named Flintheart Glumgold. He's the second richest duck in the world. And he's, he himself is very envious of Scrooge because he's only the second richest. You know, so one one episode he frames Scrooge McDuck for a crime, and he sends him, and he and Scrooge gets sent to prison, and it's, it's his prison inmate, the you know his cellmate, is this really huge burly dog, and he introduces mm-hmm. himself to Scrooge by saying, you know, I hate rich ducks. You know why? Because they're rich and I'm not. Uh-huh. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I repeated it to my mother. I said. You know what? I don't like rich people because they're rich and I'm not. My mother's yeah. very bland. That's not a good reason to dislike someone. So I, that was all she said. So I thought about yeah. it, you know, throughout the day, and by the end of the day, I had to, I had to admit, she's right. And yeah. that from point from that day forward, I didn't think that someone being having more stuff than me was a sufficient sufficient grievance against that person. So it makes me pretty sad um, that it took. This is something I figured out as a little boy. It makes me sad yeah. that. It makes me sad that, that supposedly grown adults haven't figured yes. this out. Oh, it's, yeah, it's I mean, what can you say? Oh wow, that guy has like an awesome Ferrari. I wish I had that. That's really cool. It's it is a world of difference, you know, to say that guy has a Ferrari. I hope he crashes it, or I hope it's gone. Is that? Uh, well, I said, yeah. After I, yeah, and I, I, I went to my wife and I said, look, what if I would have said that about you? I said, what if I would have said, oh, she makes so much more than me and it's always been a problem. I just, you know, and I, I've never really liked it. I, I, I said, what if, what if I would have, on social media, if I would have said that about you? You know, and my wife is like, well, she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not. <laughs> She's not where I'm at as far as that, but she didn't. But I'm like, that's bad. I'm like, that's terrible. I, I, that's like such an insult. That's like, I, I fucking, it's a slap across the face. I, I mean, think about it. You worked. It's not, that's like a. Um, you, you're married to someone for 35 years, and you you just. Um, maybe he knows. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he doesn't care. I mean, but to know that a person thinks that about you. That you've been married to for fucking forty years. I mean, I, I imagine if, if all of a sudden he got into Ayn Rand right now. Let's say he started reading Ayn Rand and he started integrating and doing all the shit, and then he finds out the evil that lies next to him, right? I mean, that's fucking evil. She hates him. 
Doesn't she? She's got to hate him. Well, you know, I think this is the part where, you know, people are going to say, well, that's your male privilege. So check your privilege. <laughs> oh, fuck that, man. I don't, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's, you know, that doesn't, that, that would, see, that, that's the thing about Rand or that, that about objectivism that, I mean, I, I, I get a little scared of this. Like, what if one day, you know, I find, you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I keep, keep going where I'm going, right, with objectivism. And I'm like, oh, shit, I've been doing that fucking wrong. And like, But it's a big life-altering thing, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what. But I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't, I don't feel like that'll be the case because I think I'm pretty well – I think I've got a pretty good uh, set of – you know, head on my shoulders and I kind of uh, kind of understand what's going on. But I, 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 that just was such a, a bombshell to me. And this is just yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I don't remember. But – uh, it was pretty recent, you know, and it was just like, oh my god, you, the, the the things you find out about someone, you know what I mean, when you go into this objectivism uh, and this philosophy, yeah, it, it surprises you, you know. All of a sudden, something like that pops up, and you start discovering no, no, people no, that are. The, but you know, they reminds me of the back of America the Book by John Stewart from The Daily Show, where yeah. he has these fake, you know, how books usually have these blurbs of endorsement on the back. So, America the Book by John Stewart has, like, these fake blurbs on the back. And one of them is from Ayn Rand. And it says, this book is similar to my works in that after you read it, you're going to be a huge asshole to all your friends three months afterward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, or I at least, yeah, I mean, it, but, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I mean, that that's a huge asshole. Yeah, I mean, that if you start talking, people will, will, you know, even though Ayn Rand, you know, her philosophy is not asshole-ish at all. It's, it's just, but people were going to take it that way because they don't, they, that's not anything. It's so radical and new, you know, that people will, it'll come off that way to them. Yeah. Well. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I always come on strong and I'm, you know, as a newbie objectivist, I was, I was, yeah. I mean, like, I was passionate about these ideas, and I, I didn't understand at that point that what Harry Bindlinger said, that most people don't have the same regard for ideas. You know, they're, they're, they have this theory practice dichotomy. Um, you know, so I, I was, like, I didn't understand the ideas very well, and I, so I was frustrated with myself, and um, I, it was clear that I, I wasn't, I kept running into this issue, but I didn't know what it was, so I kept getting frustrated with other people, and, and so, yeah, I was, I was certainly an obnoxious objectivism. Um, hopefully, I'm not obnoxious. I try not to be an obnoxious. Yeah, and it's hard not to sometimes. It's hard not to sometimes. And, and part of it, though, is because people ha- are so emotional where, you know, you, you talk about whatever it is, but it, they're just basic. It's just complete emotion. It's not integrated. It's not grown. It's not that they've, you know, integrated and that they, they fully have reasoned out why they're doing or saying what they're saying. That's, that's you know, that's what it is in my uh, purview and, and my um day-to-day life is it's a lot of emotion that comes at me uh that's not tied uh to anything concretely that you could say well they're in that emotion and that response is fully integrated and that's the appropriate way to deal with it no it's none of that not hardly any of that so i get a lot of emotionalism 
in my life. Yeah. And it's hard not to respond yeah. sometimes in kind, you know. Uh, that's one yeah. of the things that you want to try to, yeah, try to minimize. I, I have the same, same problem. And I really admire people who, you know, when they're, when they're faced with a very emotional reaction, keep their cool. It's, it's very hard. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, it, it's, just, it's just funny. The things you, you find later on, as you're going through, obje- you know, if you're taking the objectivist 365 challenge and you're into, you know, you're, you know, listening to a power hour episode or whatever with Alex and he's talking about, you know, he's talking about fracking and, you know, this is new to you and you think that, oh my goodness, uh, fracking is this evil thing and I'm going to just fucking turn this off and, you know, you get, you throw the, throw the, uh, the iPad or whatever out the window. Don't do that. Yeah, stick with it. You know what I mean? Because it's, uh, you know, he, he is, it's going to make sense. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there well, like well, that. You, so, well, usually, usually people keep their iPads and they use their iPads to write their tirades about the evilness of fracking and all the fossil fuels that are powering their iPads. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I started to listen. Oh, go ahead. Are you familiar with the video game Final Fantasy VII? I'm familiar with it. Never played it. Well, it's a, it's a classic. Yeah, it's considered yeah. a classic now. But yeah, but it's this, it's this huge epic game. It takes you 72 hours to finish, and you use this, you use this party of these, this guy with a sword and you know those kinds of characters, the guy with big sword and all that. And the bad guys in this video game are an electric company, so they, they supply electricity to everyone, and they're they're the evil Shinra Corporation. And they're bad guys because they're sucking Mako energy out of the earth. They're killing the earth by sucking energy out of it. And the first thing you do in the video game is you go to a power plant and you plant a bomb. Yeah. You're eco-terrorist. And you're, these are yeah. the good guys. And I thought, yeah. you know what? I, I burned a lot of fossil fuels playing this video game. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, it's amazing to me that people don't see that. It really, it really does. I mean, how do you not? I mean, how do you? Where do you think your energy comes from? I, I, I'm using it a shit ton of energy right now. Uh, computer, my phone, my fucking TV's on and lights are on. Every, uh, uh, what if I was talking about uh, conserving and saving the earth right now instead of talking of? I mean, what the fuck? You know, how do you? How do you live with yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, you should be like, you shouldn't even be. You should have like a a, a lighter or like a candle. And you should be, you know, and you shouldn't be on the iPad. You should be like writing with a quill pen and, and writing on, uh, you know, whatever what, parchment, you know, uh, your thoughts and feelings. Well, Corey, that's, that's the theoretical ideal, but we live in practical reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. Crickets. So. I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, I was hoping Stuart would get in on that. It was a big chuckle. I don't hear Stuart laugh enough. Mm, all right, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> no, no. I'll miss myself. Hey, I wouldn't create a show hole. That's exactly no, no. what I did. No, that, we're fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's having a good time. We don't have much longer in the show anyway. But you know, so I just, you know, I just wanted to. I don't know. There, there, this, the hypocritical nature of people is so interesting. Um, I, I know maybe there's some things that that I do in my life that 
that if I look at it, you know, I'd be, oh, that's kind of hypocritical of me, whatever. I, I, you know, I hope that I can recognize that and, and adjust for it, which is part of the reason that I really enjoy, you know, uh, objectivism and, 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 and reading uh, Ayn Rand is to, to, you know, kind of make myself, you know, think more and, and, you know, maybe question things that I kind of held, you know, previously. And that's going to be an ongoing thing. I think it's, it's okay. And we're not, I don't think it's, we're being, you know, we're being rude or being out of school or whatever by saying, Hey, think about what Ayn Rand, maybe you disagree with her. Think about it. Well, you know, what do you disagree with her? Why do you disagree with her, you know, with her writing? And, you know, she's not, you know, she's not omniscient either. I mean, or she wasn't, you know, so, so I mean, you know, um, you know, but yeah, question, you know, you know, question everything. You know, it's not our job to proselytize, right? Like, it's not our job to right. save everyone from themselves. So if you say, well, what is it about Ayn Rand with which you disagree? And they say, well, she's evil. Just move on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't owe right. these people anything. It's, it's no. going to be frustrating for, for everyone involved to keep at it and say, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why does someone else who, who does care about ideas? Exactly. And, and you know, and it promotes, you know, what's good for man is the good. That, you know, what's good for your life is good. I mean, it, you know, without being self-destructive in any sort of way where you're harming yourself or harming others. But, you know, living a good life, uh, rationally uh, self-interested, is uh, it's a good thing. And that, that, there's, that shouldn't be a complicated message for you to be like, oh yeah, I can see, I can agree with that, rather than whatever other kind of nonsense um, straw man, if you will, that you're going to put up against it. So um, I, 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 I don't quite get the uh, the emotionalism. I don't quite get the non-thinking uh, part of the Ayn Rand haters. Uh, why? It comes to that uh, where they can't, they just hear the name or they, oh, she was on Social Security, so I can't, you know, that kind of thing. So, I don't know. I would just encourage you to keep reading, keep studying, um, do the Objectivist 365 Challenge. Read Meg's book, The Unromantics, <laughs> and uh, soon, soon to be coming to a multiplex near you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know, but but you know that's kind of what I, what I was thinking. I, I had some, some more thoughts, but I don't think I'm going to get to them uh, tonight. Um, Meg, what do you uh, what do you got going on? Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's I got a big day tomorrow, so I should probably sign off. I'm glad I got to yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, great having you on, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, for having me on, Meg. Uh, that's more of appropriate, I think I should say that. And uh, <laughs> well, I couldn't take you off if I wanted to, and I don't. Because <laughs> uh, well, I was hanging up, but I, I wouldn't. I would just call you back. So, uh, so there's that. <laughs> so, Stuart. Um, so what do you got going on? Are you going to be uh, – you're on, is on, on – I think he's not going doing anything until Saturday. So I guess uh, we won't hear from him for a couple of days. Um, yeah. I did hear you call in. What, you called in on the last show. Um, yeah. 
and uh, we'll have to keep up with, we'll keep in touch on that. I, I think Saturday, oh, we might do the art museum on Saturday. So we'll see if I, uh, if I'm on live or not. So with him, or if I'm, you know, listening to him live. So, so uh, anything else you got there, Stuart, or should we call her? Well, I have an idea for a song parody. So oh. you know that Olivia, so you know that Olivia Newton-John song where she goes, let's get physical. Physical. No, physical. I'm, I'm wearing the outfit right now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, and and um, who is it? Jane Fonda mistook it for a song about aerobics, so she would do these aerobics videos and always play that song. Yeah. But maybe 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 we should maybe when maybe when we talk about metaphysics, we should you know play a song that goes, "Let's get metaphysical, metaphysical." Oh. That's a great idea. We got to try to maybe we can have one of our listeners uh, punch up a song about that using those uh, those lyrics. That'd be all right. Well, I don't know what the rest of the lyrics would be. Uh, that's why you got to get uh, you got to get professionals involved. But yeah, that that's a good idea. I can think think of something yeah, maybe. There you go. See if you get in on that. He hasn't accepted my friend request, so I don't know if he. Uh, you know, if he's not uh, not a fan not a fan of mine, but or he just doesn't, you know, maybe he hasn't seen the request. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't. know. Maybe he could do something for us. That'd be great. Maybe he thinks I'm just a weirdo. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, wow. guys. Yeah. Well, everybody does, so it's not. Uh, he wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> It'd be right. Get on. Get in line you're on that. You're all weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I am. I am. So. All right, guys. Well, that's that sounds good. We did a good job. Have a great evening. Remember, um, you know, thank the innovators and the producers, the entrepreneurs, anybody, any rationally self-interested businessman that's made a ton of money for themselves. We should thank them for making all of our lives that much better, easier, and more fulfilling. So thank you, innovators, producers, entrepreneurs, rationally self-interested businessmen. And uh, thank you, guys. And we'll, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Yeah, thanks, guys.
LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.